Happy Tuesday, everybody listening. I'm your host, Taylor Leinbaugh, and welcome back to another episode of Skin and Soul. I'm so excited because today is episode four, which means we're pushing about a month into the podcast, which is crazy. It's been such a good month. I have loved recording this every week for you guys. I've been like looking forward to this all week long. I'm just so, so excited to continue to grow this platform. I feel like it's been just such a fun outlet for me. And I feel like I've gotten a lot of good um, response and feedback from you guys, which means the world to me, because of course this is a community kind of like thing that we're doing together. So your support means the world to me. Thank you so much for listening in today. And if you are new to Skin and Soul, um, just a little bit of background about me. I'm a licensed master esthetician in Utah. Um, I have a little bit of a foundation knowledge in um, energy healing, and I'm super into nutrition. I'm kind of in the process of doing something a little bit more serious with my nutrition passion, I guess you could say. But here we talk all sorts of things. We talk about skin health. We talk about, you know, just day-to-day life, kind of like Q&A things, little girl chats. Like, I just want this to feel like a FaceTime with your big sister, like super casual and laid back and full of lots of good information and things that you can learn from. I love to talk about motivation, about personal development, about, you know, really anything related to holistic health and wellness. We will go over at some point or another here. And I'm also very receptive to feedback. So please let me know what you guys want to hear more of. If there's anything specific as far as like topics go that you'd like me to chat on, just go ahead and shoot me a DM, leave a review and let me know any of the above is great. Um, But yeah, welcome back. And today is kind of a fun episode. Highly requested. I know a lot of you guys have been concerned about your skin barrier and how to repair a damaged barrier. Um, Over on my aesthetics page, Inner Peace Esthetician, I did uh, make a post recently about what the signs are, what the symptoms are, I guess you could say, of a damaged moisture barrier. And um, I kind of got an influx of people saying like, okay, yeah, I definitely have a damaged barrier. So what do I do to fix it? So today... I do just kind of want to talk a little bit about my favorite barrier repair tips and just kind of discuss um, the importance of your moisture barrier, how crucial it is to really all of the functions of the skin kind of being at their peak. So we'll definitely dive into that. And um, before we do all that, you guys know I love to do my weekly favorite, my must have of the week, as I like to call it. So we'll definitely go over that. Um, We'll go over kind of just like review last week's little mini goal, how it went anything I noticed, um, if I was able to kind of like stick to it, all of that. And then we'll introduce this week's goal as well. That's where we're going to start. And as you guys probably have noticed, if you have been listening in on the past few episodes, I'm kind of like slowly evolving the way that I like running my episode, I guess. And I've been doing like a, an opening breath at the beginning of each episode. Um, for those of you that don't know, I practice yoga pretty regularly. I talk about that quite a bit because I am obsessed with it. And one thing that I have learned from yoga, a very key takeaway is just the power of breath, how important it is, how it is literally the foundation to your living, breathing being. I kind of established that I want to do an opening breath with each of my episodes. I just think it's a good way to remain centered and just to kind of like find that, balance and kind of just like check in, um, get in tune with yourself and kind of just be like, okay, 
Yep, here we go. So we're gonna start with another opening breath like we have in the past. And if you think this is weird, I invite you to try it with me anyways, because you know what? Why not? You're never gonna know unless you try. So we're gonna do it. And today I wanna do three in a row. So what I like to do is just big, deep diaphragmatic breaths. You're gonna take a big inhale through your nose, like inhale, inhale, inhale so much that you feel like you literally cannot breathe in anymore. And then once you get to that point, you're gonna hold at the very peak of your breath, I want you to count to three in your head and then exhale. You can choose if you want to exhale out your nose, out your mouth, either way works, really doesn't matter too much. Um, and then we're going to repeat that cycle three times. Okay. And while you're doing this, when you're inhaling, I want you to think of all of the good things that you want to bring into your body, all of the positivity, the health, the happiness, all of the good things that you want to bring into your life at this time. And when you exhale, you're going to release any negativity, any fear, any doubt, any scarcity, whatever you want to release, release that with your exhale. All right. So to prepare, I'm just going to spray a little bit of my energy clearing mist. This is just a blend, um, an essential oil blend that I got called Clean and Clear from Purify Wellness Center. Their oils are fantastic. I'm obsessed, but their Clean and Clear blend specifically is actually antibacterial. So you can use it to help, you know, like physically clean, um, but it also purifies the space, kind of detoxifies the energy, just kind of rids of any not so good vibes that we want. So I just went ahead and sprayed that around me. If you're like into, you know, essential oils, um, you know, do your thing at this moment. But if not, um, we're just going to go ahead and start by taking our three deep breaths together. So I'll have you go ahead and take a deep, deep inhale. Hold, suspend the breath, and exhale. All right, two more times. Go ahead and inhale with me again. Hold. You're locking all of the good within. All right, now exhale out. Releasing, purging any negative energy that might be stuck, stagnant in the body. One more time. Make this one your biggest inhale yet. Hold. Exhale with me. All right. I'm freaking ready. <laughs> I love starting the episodes off that way. I just think it's it's just good for me to do it too, you know? So hopefully you tagged along with me in that. Um, and hopefully the more that you do it with me each week, you'll kind of get a little bit more comfortable with it because it's so, so amazing. Those those diaphragmatic breaths are, are really, really, really good for so many things. But just to help, if anything, just clear your mental slate and just begin anew. So with that being said, I think we're ready to dive into today's episode. So of course, I want to start with our must-have of the week. So this week, my must-have was definitely my humidifier. So I recently, I guess for Christmas, my husband gave me a humidifier for Christmas. I am in love with it. And the reason, partially the reason, this is my weekly favorite. Of course, I love it. I've been using it every single night. Anytime I hang out in my bedroom, it's on. I mean, not all the time, but in the evening, especially I, I do like to turn it on and I just keep mine on the lower setting. I think it does a great job of humidifying the air, but I do want to be cautious of, you know, over humidifying because that can cause some respiratory distress. So 
Um, I like to just put it on the low setting. I have it run um, while I'm sleeping throughout the night. It's on my side of the bed, but of course, anywhere in the room is great. Um, I don't point it directly at me because I don't like, you know, with it humidifying the air. I feel like if it's pointing straight at you and you're getting like steamed all night, it's like kind of almost feels like wet, which I don't like. So I don't have it pointing towards me, just pointing it towards the room in general. But I'm loving it. I think it really has made a difference in my skin this winter. Usually in the winter, my skin is just like gasping for water. It needs hydration so, 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 so bad. And winter's just a tough time on our skin. Really, any seasonal changes that we go through is going to be kind of an adjustment for your skin. So adding a humidifier in is so great because a lot of times, especially... Um, you know, during the drier seasons when we're sleeping, we are experiencing, um, you know, a little bit of that trans epidermal water loss. So what that is, is basically water escaping um, the skin and just evaporating out into the air. And, and that really is triggered, especially when the environment that we're surrounded by, so the air, you know, that we're inhaling, that we're surrounded in, um, if that is lacking moisture, it will really just tend to draw moisture away from your skin, which also brings in the topic of the importance of occlusives and emollients and all this. So we'll definitely go into that a little bit more as we talk about barrier health. But um, reason I wanted this to kind of be my favorite, and it's my favorite for sure, obviously, but um, I especially thought it would be fitting for this episode because that does tie directly into barrier health, which we'll go into in a little bit more. But I'll definitely be sure to link this on my stories. It's my favorite. I just like am so obsessed with it. I feel like the tank, I guess you could call just the little container that you fill up with water, um, is, is pretty big. I feel like it lasts at least two full nights running straight through. So I only have to fill it up every other night. It takes like 30 seconds. River's really good at helping me with that. He's always doing stuff like that. He always is like on it. So he fills mine up for me most nights, which is so nice, but I think it's super accessible, super easy. And it was pretty affordable. I want to say it's like 30, 35, 40 bucks. Maybe I'm not entirely sure, but the one that I have, I love. So I'll definitely link that for you guys. Um, I might make a post about it or I might just put it on my story, but keep an eye out for that on my Instagram of Skin and Soul Podcast. I'll definitely kind of, you know, post about that in one way or another. And I know a lot of my fellow SDs out there listening to this, you probably know the importance of a humidifier or you might even have one. So you know the drill. Like, I just love mine. I just want anyone listening to this that's just suffering from like dry, dehydrated, chapped, irritated, just just that type of like wintertime skin, um, definitely consider adding a humidifier into your room or even into your living space. I think it could definitely benefit you just anywhere that you spend a lot of time, but especially while you're sleeping, which is why I chose to put mine in my bedroom, just because when we're sleeping, our body really is in that, um, you know, heal and repair mode. So I think that's really useful to have extra uh, moisture in the air during that time, just to kind of assist the healing process. So that was definitely my must-have, and it has been a must-have of mine ever since I got it for Christmas, and I'm just loving it. So definitely we'll link that. And then, um, of course, I like to do a little mini goal recaps. So last week, we talked about just really keeping the heart space open. And this is something I was kind of reading up on and just trying to get a little more information on and it, uh, just kind of really kind of experiment with that. I felt like that had, has been something I've, I've never really done. Like, of course, you know, I've said like, oh, be positive. Or like when you start to get frustrated in a situation, just like be the bigger person, take a deep breath. Like we hear those things all the time. And I think it kind of tied into that, but it was more 
kind of like instead of uh you know shutting down or or closing off or you know kind of becoming like assertive or aggressive or defensive in some ways when somebody says something or does something that we don't like that kind of feels threatening to us really instead of kind of um, approaching that with a, a defensive type of action just experiencing the feeling so not shutting it down not sweeping it under the rug not like unloading your rage on anyone who's close to you just like experiencing it and realizing you are a witness to these feelings you are not your feelings you are literally just the person within experiencing them and viewing them and and kind of perceiving them and i think just focusing on that for me personally i don't know about you guys if you happen to kind of put um some intention with this as well but I felt like all week I felt lighter. That would be kind of the word to describe it. I just felt like a little bit less stressed, like less burdened in some ways. And I think that was so useful for me just because honestly, the last few months have been so transformational, but also tough. I feel like I've been going kind of through a lot of up and downs recently, and I'm sure many of you listening out there can can definitely relate to that. And so I think just taking a couple extra minutes um, just to be aware, just to just to be conscious in those those times when we start to get kind of like fired up, um, it has really brought a lot of kind of mindfulness and just a, a better ability for me to be mindful in those situations. So I really enjoyed doing that. And I'm going to kind of like keep trying to do that throughout this week. I feel like that's another great thing about these mini goals that we chat about every week is it it's something that it's kind of like an experiment. You know, you try this thing out for a week, see how you feel, see if you're able to keep up with it, if it made a difference for you. And if it did, you can kind of keep keep that uh, momentum moving and kind of keep that as a focus. But each week we'll introduce a new one. And hopefully that's something you guys enjoy doing with me. I feel like it's been really beneficial in my personal life. So I hope it has for you too. Um, but that being said, definitely want to talk about this week's mini goal. And this is something I've been doing the last couple of days, but I just decided I kind of want to like actually implement this and manifest that I'm going to stick to this for a week because I think it's totally doable. And and uh, personally, I feel like having a clear space really helps me have a clear mind. When things start to feel dirty or or kind of cluttered or kind of just icky, like I have a hard time with that. I'm, you know, not self-diagnosing here by any means, but I think I have some OCD tendencies, like a little bit. I really just kind of like things to be a certain way and clean and organized and and just, you know, the way I want them to be. <laughs> so uh, this has been really kind of effective for me. And that is just performing, kind of dedicating one little chore every single day. So like when I'm home, my husband's at work, I'm home from work, just chilling, whatever. I want to have one little mini chore that I can complete for that day. Something totally doable. I'm not going to say, oh, he's, you know, at work. So I'm going to clean the whole house right now, or I'm going to, you know, deep clean um, underneath all the sinks and go through my entire closet and start um, a Poshmark. Like, I'm not going to like do any of that crazy stuff where it just kind of gets overwhelming because I think when, you know, we start to see a big task that needs to be completed, we kind of just automatically assume that we have to tackle it all at once. But that's really not the case. We can break that down into simpler, kind of smaller, more digestible tasks that we can just do slowly. And ultimately, you'll probably, if my theory is correct, reach, you know, the the end point faster than you would if you were just like, no, I need to do all of this today. Because then it gets so overwhelming. It's like, 
this stressful dark cloud like hanging over you like oh you need to do this and you just don't want to do it because it sounds so hard you know it's going to take a lot of time it's just like eh, you know so I think breaking it down into a little bit more of like a daily small little chore is going to be a lot more beneficial and actually cleaning or doing whatever it is that you need to do so for me um today that was cleaning the floors in my house so today I vacuumed both floors of our house upstairs and downstairs. And then I mopped all of the hardwood floor. Um, or I guess it's not really wood. I don't really know what it is. It's just the hard floor <laughs> um, on the main floor. So I mopped that up, swept everything, vacuumed, dusted, and it just looked so good. I just felt so good after that was done. Like, ah, like a relief had been, you know, taken off of my shoulders, just completing that one task. And it was still a big, big job. I mean, that took me like, what, I don't know, 25 minutes maybe, which isn't like a huge amount of time, but still to dedicate that much amount of time to, you know, doing something like that, it it does take effort. So I think splitting it up and just doing one little chore every day is going to be so, so great. And if you're someone who kind of feels overwhelmed by tasks like this, or if you also, you know, struggle with kind of being in a a cluttered or dirty environment, if that kind of like sets you off, kind of creates some anxiety for you, you're not able to to function as, as well as you would like to in that type of scenario, then I definitely invite you to join in with me on this. And just some ideas, obviously every house is different, every person's different. Maybe your house is literally spotless and instead you want to just organize stuff or go through, you know, like I mentioned, go through your closet, get rid of old clothes or change out the pictures in your picture frames because they're from literally a decade ago, like whatever it is. Um, I think just doing something small every day just to help clean up and lighten up your space is going to be so, so great. So some things I'm thinking of doing, I did this um, recently too, but just cleaning out all the sinks. Like that was my job. I was like, I'm going to deep clean, like scrub, get all the grime. I want my sinks to be spotless, all of them, all four of them. And normally I wouldn't do it that way, but I think breaking it up that way just kind of makes it more, uh, kind of more approachable. Like I, I'm not afraid of it if, if it's something small like that. So one short day, something, just a little project like that is my goal of the week. So that can be really anything, you know? So even organizing your fridge, I want to deep clean and kind of organize my fridge. I want to go through my pantry one of these days and, and get rid of any old things that might be in there and, and just kind of like set myself up for success, bring up the things that I want to be seeing and I want to be eating, bring those up to the front. So I'm seeing those. That's kind of like a, a conscientious habit to get in is, you know, just, just putting out good snacks and good things that we want to be eating, make those accessible, make them visible because we're more um, likely to, to pick them up that way. So that's our mini goal. And um, of course, we'll do like a little check-in throughout the week. I really like doing that. Hearing your guys' feedback has been so fun. Um, I love to do the little questions box, just kind of see how you guys are doing, what your thoughts and feelings are, and all of that. So we'll definitely do that as well. And then, of course, check in um, the beginning of next week on um, just kind of how this went. So I'm excited for that. Okay, now we're going to get into kind of the core of today's topic, the focus for today's episode, and that is barrier health and barrier repair. So I feel like so, 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 so many people struggle with a damaged skin barrier, and I was one of those people, and I can confidently say I have now kind of pushed through that time. I've been so focused on barrier health recently because I noticed a lot of textural issues and just like irritation and redness and itchiness. And I just knew it was because my barrier was unfortunately stripped. So, um, we're going to get, kind of get into how I was able to heal from that. All my favorite tips and tricks, things that you can do. I also want to just kind of briefly go over 
what your skin barrier even is, like its function, why it's so important and why I like to focus on it, you know, taking a healing approach to that before addressing other things. And then also I want to teach you guys kind of how to address, um, different skin conditions and kind of how to figure out if your barrier is damaged. And I feel like almost always in some way or another, most clients that I see, um, you know, in the past have had a damaged barrier in one way or another. And this is attributed to many, many different things that we will chat about. Um, but yeah, so I just want to start by talking about what the skin barrier even is. So you'll hear the skin barrier be referred to as a few different things. It could be referred to as the moisture barrier, skin barrier, acid mantle. Um, I'm trying to think the lipid barrier. I mean, there's just like a million different terms for it, but what it is, is it's basically the top layer of your skin, which is also known as the stratum corneum. So that's the very, very topmost layer of the epidermis. So the, the layer that's closest to the surface and it's made up of corneocytes, which are skin cells that gets us into the process of cell proliferation, which is just the process that um, living cells basically make their way up through um, the skin life cycle, and then those cells move their way up to become dead cells that help create a protective barrier against our skin. And then eventually, in about a 28-day cycle, those will slough off. And that is kind of the proliferation cycle of skin cells. So it's kind of important to, to understand how that works before we talk about more on how to heal the barrier. But the skin cells themselves are also kind of intertwined with this lipid interface. So lipid is, is another word for oil. So sebum is another word you'll, you will hear, but those two things kind of coexist there. The oils in the skin really kind of help create like a glue in some ways that help to secure the cells together. So they kind of create like a brick and mortar type of setup here where they're kind of layered on top of each other and they get a little bit more smushed as they move up. They flatten, they, you know, kind of become a little bit more uh, kind of like dense in some ways. And uh, those those oils really just kind of help create a nice, healthy barrier, um, hence where the, the term comes from itself. But that really um, helps to keep out any pollutants, any irritants, allergens, toxins, and really just kind of creates a nice protective layer. So in the skin's best state, the lipid layer, the moisture barrier, the acid mantle, there's like a billion different terms, but the skin barrier itself naturally is able to exfoliate. So that goes back to what we chatted about earlier with the proliferation process, how that happens. And with it naturally exfoliating, it helps to keep our skin's moisture intact. So those exfoliation process takes, takes place at a, a healthy rate. So new cells are being brought up to the surface, old cells are being shed off. And, and that kind of keeps the system running smoothly. Like the, the, the grease in the gears kind of is kind of how the oil in our skin acts as, as part of the, the layer uh, that protects our skin. So that's going to help keep moisture in, keep hydration in, keep allergens, pollutants, and all those things out that if they did get inside would cause irritation and whatnot. So honestly, I do want to say too, without the barrier being addressed, say you come to me, you're suffering from acne, you're suffering from textural issues, you're suffering from, you know, excessive oiliness, large pores are your concern, rosacea is your concern, literally anything, barrier health is going to be my number one concern first and foremost. And most of the time, people that are coming in with these type of concerns already do have, um, at least to some degree, a, a damaged barrier. So focusing on their barrier health is key because without your barrier being in intact, 
like we talked about earlier, allergens, pollutants, irritants, all of these not good things are going to find their way into the skin, causing rashes, causing further inflammation, more irritation, breakouts, potentially none of the good stuff that, you know, we, we don't want any of that, of course. But also what happens is when the, the barrier is damaged, the, the lipids, the oils kind of aren't acting as strongly of a glue as they should be. So because of that, moisture and water are going to be leaking out through the surface of the skin a lot easier. And because of that, that's why I like to use a humidifier while I sleep. We're adding that moisture into the air. That's going to help the skin be able to um, kind of prevent the moisture loss that we may be experiencing because of a damaged skin barrier. So if your skin is, you know, irritated in any way, if it's flaky, if it feels dehydrated, tight, if you're noticing that your skin is like, if you would describe your skin as like dry but oily at the same time, it's probably dehydrated and it's probably due to the fact that your barrier is damaged. Of course, um, I would need to, you know, see your skin in person to to verify that. But um, if this is a concern for you, and I would definitely mention to your esthetician, say, hey, I'm, I'm kind of concerned that my barrier might be damaged. Like, do you have any products or recommendations that I can do um, specific to lines that they may offer that that can help assist you in that, because um, that will definitely get you very far. And I'll go ahead and give you my recommendations as uh, as well. All right, and then I also wanted to talk about what causes a damaged barrier in the first place. So now that we understand the fundamentals of of what the barrier is, what it's made up of, what its purpose is, I want to talk about a little bit just kind of like how it can get damaged. So honestly, the barrier itself can be disrupted for so many reasons. There's a million reasons it could be damaged, but most commonly, um, basically what happens is is the tight arrangement of the skin cells, so that brick and mortar type, type setup, basically gets a little bit looser. They're, they're not as tightly joined and that kind of connection is, is lost or impaired in some way. And because of that, that allows any external irritants to just get into the skin, cause irritation, inflammation, like we talked about. And it's a lot easier to lead to more water leaving the skin, which is also known as transepidermal water loss, which you will hear that term a lot as well. And a damage barrier is pretty easily characterized. I mean, for me, at least when I see it, and even on myself, you can just kind of tell your skin just is more irritated, more reactive to products. If you're feeling stinging with products, that is a big sign. Your product should not burn your face. Like, you know, they just shouldn't, unless, you know, you're getting a peel done by a professional that is licensed and insured then you may feel some sting in then. But I'm saying like at home, when you cleanse your face, like you should not feel tight and dry and, and, and stinging after that. So that's another way to tell. And um, just a hydrated flaky skin, if you feel like you're moisturizing, but your skin just isn't absorbing it, um, you know, rashes, acne, texture, congestion, um, like excessive oil, oil production, but still that feeling of tight dryness is also a very common sign. So that is kind of how to tell if you feel tight, but oily, but dry, but irritated, like all these things. And also if you feel like your products are not absorbing very well into the skin, that's also a telltale sign. So now that we kind of understand how to identify that in our own selves, I want to talk about my recommendations on how to heal this. So first and foremost, if your barrier is damaged, you're experiencing those symptoms, you need to stop actives in your routine for at least I would say a few days, but ultimately I think a week, ideally even more than that, just kind of until those symptoms resolve themselves. But for me, I cut out all my actives for a week and that was kind of the sweet spot. So 
active ingredients. What I mean by that, any AHAs, BHAs. So this is salicylic acid, glycolic acid, lactic, mandelic, um, you know, even, uh, like even vitamin C sometimes if it's, if it's not formulated to, to be very, 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 very gentle, which to be honest, most are not, I would even stop using that because that can also exacerbate irritation in the skin. So I would recommend just kind of taking a pause on all actives. Benzoyl peroxide is another one. Anything that's going to kind of speed up cell turnover or cause some type of uh, reaction within the skin, I would take a break from for at least a few days. Honestly, a week would be my recommendation, but take a break from those until you start to see the symptoms resolve and then you can slowly incorporate them back into your your routine. And with that, I also want to say another tip, simplifying your routine during that time is going to be really, really great. So if you're one that normally, you know, you're cleansing, you're doing this serum and that serum and this eye cream and uh, this exfoliant and this moisturizer and you're using like a bunch of different stuff, especially if you are not using um, professionally formulated products or, or those that are, are sold in, and studied by professionals, I would definitely recommend kind of simplifying that routine because any added irritants, any, um, you know, fragrance is another big one that I'll talk about in a bit, but simplifying your routine to just cleanse, moisturize SPF during the day. Um, and you know, of course I, I personally like to add some type of hydrating serum or, or something like that. So if I were you, I would cleanse, use a hydrator, moisturize SPF during the day and then evening double cleanse, still being gentle, um, to remove any SPF dirt, makeup, all that stuff, still double cleanse, just be very gentle. And then I would still do the hydrator moisturize. And then in lieu of SPF, since it's, you know, night, I would definitely try to add in some type of occlusive or, or some like thicker moisturizer, even just to really help lock all of that in and, and kind of help to strengthen the, the lipid bilayer there. So simplifying the routine just for a little bit, stopping your actives. Um, and also with that, um, stopping exfoliation. So if you're using any kind of scrubs, peel pads, any, you know, acids of any kind, I would suggest taking a break from those. Just give your skin a minute to kind of like build its foundation back. And then, like I mentioned, you can, you can slowly incorporate those, um, as you see fit, depending on your own skin, or if you're working with a professional, just kind of shoot them a text of your skin, get their opinion, kind of tell them how you're feeling and they'll be able to kind of better guide you, um, on how to like reintroduce those ingredients and products, but definitely simplify it just for a brief time is going to be a great place to start. And then adding in some type of hydrating serum, whether it's Hydra Balance from Face Reality is one that I really, really like. Also, I've been loving the Fulvic Elixir from Glymed lately. That's been one of my favorites. That one's antifungal, anti-inflammatory, antibacterial. It's a really strong antioxidant, but super gentle, safe for day and night. And I feel like that product has really, really helped with my skin barrier as well. So I've been using that, but really anything that contains any type of humectant. So those are ingredients like sodium hyaluronate or beta-glucan or, um, you know, hyaluronic acid, glycerin, things like that are going to be ingredients that are going to help bind moisture to the skin or, you know, bind water, I guess I should say, bind water to the skin to help kind of prevent that trans-epidermal water loss. So definitely add some type of hydrating serum in there. Um, and those would be a couple of my recommendations. There's a bunch of different hydrating serums out there on the market. So, 
Um, if you are working with me or a client of mine or a friend of mine, feel free to DM me and I'd be happy to give you recommendations. But just anything with those kind of hydrating ingredients is, is going to be a great way to introduce some good water to the skin. Give your skin a, a fresh drink of water. She's she's dehydrated. She's thirsty. You got to freaking quench her thirst. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely adding one of those in and putting back just hydration into the skin. It won't do a ton because it's going to just quickly evaporate through the damaged moisture barrier. Like we talked about, those, those tight junctions are a little bit looser. So by just doing a humectant, some type of hydrating serum or whatever, um, it's not going to do a ton unless we are able to lock that into the skin so it can penetrate deeper and really just work more efficiently. And how to do that, we're going to use some type of emollient um, and some type of occlusive. So you want to just occlude all of the hydrating, yummy, thirst-quenching ingredients into your skin so they're better able to, to function. And that brings me to... Um, just using a thicker moisturizer or more hydrating moisturizer. Or my favorite thing to do is just add an occlusive on top of the moisturizer that I'm using. So I'm currently using the Comfort Cream by Glymed, which is also an incredible hydrating product as well. It has 200% aloe. Aloe vera is super healing, super hydrating. So that would be a freaking awesome moisturizer to use if you're struggling with barrier repair. So um, you can use that if you're kind of more on a budget and, and you're just looking for, um, you know, a hydrating moisturizer. I would definitely suggest that. Um, of course, you can add a hydrator in alongside that, but that's going to be a great one. I've been loving that. But with that, adding some type of occlusive over it. So something that's a little bit more balmy, something that's a, a little bit thicker. Those those molecules are going to be larger to the point where they won't really like penetrate into the skin, um, at least some of them, but they will kind of create a shield um, across the face to help any further trans epidermal water loss. So whether that's using a thicker moisturizer or adding some type of occlusive. So by occlusive, my favorites, cell protection balm by Glymed is my go-to. I use it every day, morning and night on my lips at the very least. And then I'll slug, quote unquote slug, just use a thin layer of that over at the end of my routine at night. I do that like every other night, especially since it's been so dry during the winter. And this product is full of beta-glucan, which is a really hydrating healing ingredient. It has ceramides. I mean, just tons of healing healing things in there that will really help to protect your skin and, and lock all of that goodness in. So it's really essential to just seal that in with a moisturizer um, or some type of, of balm to lock it in. And Cell protection balm is the one that I love. I've also heard that Anfisa balm is fantastic. I'm like itching to try this. It has 86 antioxidants in it. It's literally like green juice for the skin. A fabulous balm. I've heard so many good things. I'm just like dying to try this. So that's also an option um, if you happen to get your hands on that. Lucky you. But that would be a great thing to just kind of add in um, to your your regimen as well. My next tip is going to be to just be conscious of pollution and environmental stressors. So of course, environmental stressors, this can mean excessive wind, excessive cold. Um, it can be excessive heat, excessive sun exposure, exposure to pollution. If the air quality is really yucky, all of that can, can have an effect on our skin's barrier. So with that, I definitely recommend having some type of air purifier in your home to help keep the air, um, you know, just less 
well, just it will help prevent the air from being full of like dust mites, toxins, and irritants. So just reducing our exposure to that is going to help the skin barrier because a lot of times when our barrier is damaged, it's just it's more susceptible to these type of irritations. So just minimizing that as possible. And also with this, wearing SPF is key. It's crucial. SPF protects you from so many different environmental pollutants and damaging factors. So making sure that you're prioritizing wearing SPF especially if you're using one that has kind of hydrating, moisturizing properties. Um, that's going to be so awesome just to help with your overall barrier health in general. So I highly recommend investing into a solid SPF. This is a must. It is a must. So definitely doing that and just being conscious of, of the air quality, especially if you just have sensitive skin anyways. Like I wouldn't, you know, if the air quality is terrible and you have the option to, to stay inside, I, I personally would. Like I think taking a day off just to avoid the exposure to all of these harmful things is is really a good thing to do. And, and if not, just at least making sure that we're properly prepared using some type of antioxidant, um, but just being mindful that we don't want it to be too active on the skin. So just being mindful of that is also a great thing to do to help prevent damage to the barrier and, and also just heal the barrier in general. Okay, my next tip, honestly, get enough sleep. I feel like I say this all the time. Sleep is just so important, but a lack of sleep can really damage the skin barrier. It can lead to increased transepidermal water loss, which again is just that that loss of hydration from the skin just kind of evaporates out of the skin. But getting enough sleep is crucial. Um, we really go into a rest, heal, repair mode. I have really kind of started forming a really good relationship around sleep and just understanding how important it is, how impactful it is. And and really prioritizing getting at least seven hours of sleep. I mean, preferably if I could get 10 every night, I would be like the happiest camper you've ever seen in your life. But that's not always doable. So at least seven of seven hours of sleep is going to be great. Just kind of help assist your body in healing and repairing and just getting back to homeostasis, which of course we want to be in, which in this case would mean a nice healthy barrier. Okay, next up. Turn your water temperature down when showering, um, or at the very least, and I'm queen of this, like I take hot, not like crazy hot, but I definitely take warm to hot mostly showers um, just because they're so relaxing. They're so rejuvenating. I just like love myself a hot shower. But if I feel like my skin's dehydrated, irritated, damaged, turning the temperature down a little bit will really, really help with that. That hot water actually basically is sucking moisture and hydration out of the skin. So just being mindful of that. And at the very least, if you can just wash your face with cool water, um, that's going to be really great too. The coldness also will help reduce inflammation and, and all of that good stuff. So turning the temperature down or at least while washing your face is going to be a great thing to do to help heal your barrier. And um, back to products too. I, I forgot to mention this, but during the time when you're trying to heal your barrier, you're keeping it simple, you've reduced exfoliation and all that, don't introduce a bunch of new products. Like at that time is when you should just be keeping it simple. Don't try out this new serum from, you know, Joe Blow down the street. Like make sure you're taking it nice and simple and just taking it chill. All right, I've got just a few tips left. Um, my next one is going to be using clean skin club towels. So if you're not familiar with those, I feel like they're a sensation. If you're an SD, you probably know. But the clean skin club towels, they're biodegradable, single-use towels, and they're perfectly clean. So I know a lot of us are using, you know, a lot. And I was literally doing this up until like a week ago. So no hate. But um, using just like a washcloth, even if you do just single-use, like you use it once to dry your face after you cleanse, 
put it in the laundry. That is the best way to to do it as far as like using washcloths and, and other like reusable things at home. But even then, honestly, in the washer, unfortunately, like we're not getting rid of all that bacteria. And there's so many different things that can harbor on towels. Towels tend to be a really um, efficient host for, for bacteria and other gross things that we don't want on our face. So if you are able to um, make the switch to clean skin club towels, they're amazing. I totally support them because they are biodegradable. If they weren't, I would be like, absolutely not. Wipes are like the biggest wasteful thing in the, in the world. Like literally they're so wasteful, but obviously we have to use them sometimes, but any way that I can like reduce my carbon imprint is, is great. So I love these cause they're biodegradable single use. They're so, so soft, so gentle, not going to cause any irritation. I feel like a lot of times, um, washcloths can be kind of like rough on the skin. And like I mentioned, we want to kind of, you know, prevent any, um, exacerbation of, of any irritation, things like that. So even doing that can, can sometimes further that and also introduce more bacteria, pollutants, irritants, especially if you're not using a clean washcloth every time, if you're using like your bath towel or like, you know, you use a washcloth, but you use it like for a week to dry your face or something like all of that can definitely impact your skin's health as well. So I would highly recommend making the switch to clean skin club towels. I have a link through them. So you'll get a 20% off discount if you use my code. I'll definitely link that in the show notes. I also noticed a big difference when I was using my clean skin club towels. That is like a tongue twister for me for some reason. So sorry if I'm like stuttering over that, but definitely notice a difference and it just feels softer. It feels just like a nice little hug for your face. So definitely consider making a switch um, if you haven't already. And also another tip, and I did touch on this earlier, but avoiding artificial fragrance, especially on your skin. This goes for any products that you might be using. Um, A lot of over-the-counter ones are usually not the best when it comes to fragrance. You don't want any artificial fragrance, artificial dyes, any irritants like that. And this also applies to your laundry habits. So I recommend switching to a clean and clear laundry detergent free of fragrance dyes, any other additives that can cause irritation. Um, And then also getting rid of laundry. What are they called? The little sheets, the little like dryer sheets. Those have a waxy residue on them that can cause irritation, can clog pores. And they're also full of synthetic fragrance, which is just, it's it's a no for the skin. It's a it's fat now. So I would recommend switching that if you haven't yet. Um, and this, you know, will help so much. This is, you know, going to be on your pillowcase, like the pillow that you sleep on every night. If you are using washcloths to dry your face or even your body towel, when you hop out of the shower, all of that is going to be coated with remnants of, of whatever it is detergent wise that you're using. So I definitely recommend making the switch just to prevent any further irritation from artificial fragrance because artificial fragrance is so irritating. Um, so yeah, definitely consider doing that. And talking about pillowcases also reminded me too, I think changing pillowcases often is, is great for my acne prone peeps, but even if you're not acne prone and you're struggling with the damaged barrier, just changing your pillowcase often is going to really help because it's going to prevent, you know, dust from building up dead skin, anything else that might irritate the skin as you're rolling around sleeping at night, changing that often is just going to prevent dust mites and things like that from, from irritating the skin. So Definitely change your pillowcase out more frequently if you're focused on barrier health and wash it with free and clear. And that's, that's the tip. That's what I got. Just kidding. I've got one more. Um, my last one, and this is kind of basic and, and kind of like, you know, goes without saying, but staying hydrated inside and out. So we talked about topically, 
um, adding some hydrating serums, those ingredients that will help to prevent trans epidermal water loss and help to really kind of lock in hydration. But I also think that nourishing internally with hydrating fruits, veggies, you know, water even is super, super important because our skin is, is actually the last organ that's, that's receiving hydration because it's, it's just the, the end, like everything else is inside. The skin is kind of like the outermost thing that we have and it actually receives hydration last. So really nourishing and focusing on, um, you know, hydrating internally will definitely have a great effect on the skin, especially for experiencing transepidermal water loss, which is always, always happening with a damaged barrier, almost always. So those are all of my little tips and tricks. I've kind of had experience recently, just like getting through my own skin barrier damage struggles post-school. Like you do so much to your skin in school. Literally my skin was destroyed. So healing her has been a very therapeutic experience and also has taught me a lot about barrier health in general and also kind of made me realize how common damaged barriers are. So I hope that one of those was, you know, useful to you. Hopefully you can implement some of those into your routine in your life. And if you have any questions, of course, feel free to reach out to me anytime. I'm always happy to help whether it be with product recommendations or just questions on anything, I'm always a listening ear. So feel free to reach out anytime. Okay, queens and kings. There's like 2% of you that are kings out there. Um, But thank you so much for listening today. I absolutely loved chatting with you. I have been like itching and dying to do this all week. I love recording. It's, It's my favorite part of my week. I love it. So thank you for giving me the opportunity to do this. Thank you for listening. And remember to just take care of your skin. Reach out to me on either one of my Instagrams to, uh, you know, get assistance with any questions. And I will hope to see you all here next week. Have a beautiful Tuesday. I love you. I love you. Thanks for being here. And thank you so much for choosing SNS to be part of your week. It means the world. Leave me a review. If you love me, okay, bye.